Hello guys, welcome to another episode of One of Our Nothing Podcasts. Um, for, for a lack of better word, I think consistency has started us in terms of appearing on video more often than we would like to, but I guess we're here. Um, Polish is still reeling from the fact that the NFL showed him shaky yesterday. LMJ cannot, cannot get over the fact that my United players are scarily becoming criminals every day. It's almost like I see they are practicing criminology in Old Trafford. Um, Kule is also here, even though we can't see his face. It's, 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 a, it's a practical reminder that all in Nigeria and anything can happen at any point in time. You can have the greatest plan to show up for a video podcast and never will tell you that today you will not win. Um, Kule, I think we should just start on the fact that after Rubiales' saga and every other thing, after he was bullish, I don't get this thing with them. I know Pierce Morgan is always chasing clowns, but I don't get this thing with Pierce Morgan and criminals always coming to do interviews together. People like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it, really. <laughs> anyway, I think we lost Kuli there. He has gone. Um, because uh, Bullish, the, the, the simple thing Rubiales should have done after this incident happened, after the whole thing happened, was just resign and move on. But you called a press conference. Everyone thought he was going to resign. You came there as Hitler. And you she's screaming, I will not resign, I will not resign, I will not resign. To make matters worse, they said they said your mom went to church to lock herself up, and nobody should enter the church that she will not eat until your ch- until her son is forgiven. Like the whole the whole the whole thing has been a f- facade bullish, like it has just been crazy. So I, I think the this saga is it was a a situation of where sequence of events come together to beautifully expose something that is going on, something that is happening. Because when you have a situation whereby players were complaining that they don't want to participate in the team because there's there are there are some tension within with their current manager, what some things he asked them to do, how we are, how we behave towards them, uh, is not appropriate, is sometimes borderline insulting or abuse and then you have a situation whereby all that was swept under the rug because the, the people that were supposed to investigate which is the spanish fa which would have been led by realists we now find find out that he himself is a bigger fool on a global stage because you need to understand the way something like this works when you have a, a someone with so much confidence and lack of self-awareness to do something like that on a global stage you now start to wonder okay behind closed doors what is this person capable of doing because the truth is we need to really really analyze it like that okay if someone is confident and lacks self-awareness to do something like that on the global stage in front of the whole world where all the cameras are watching what does it do behind closed doors because it looks very awkward it looks very cringy and the number one thing that should have happened in the first place because now the Spanish FA is trying to redeem himself, but we've been talking about the stupidity that is going on in the Spain, REFEF, Spain FA, uh, La Liga Commission. They've been they've been ridiculous with their decision making and everything about them in the last couple of years. So you expect the Spanish FA. That's that's why I said we need some sort of clear guidelines. I know it sounds like a broken record, but about how these things should be addressed i mean a template because let me let me give you an example of what i mean we know that if you are found guilty of let's say 
uh, stealing, uh, robbery, or armed robbery, depending on what you do. There are stipulated years of sentencing that happens. And then you can go to court and, you know, prove your case and whatnot. But at least there's a guideline for what should happen in case like that. And I think it has got to a point where FIFA, UEFA, even though they are not the most trustworthy people to expect reform from, they should have stuff that if you do stuff like this, if you do this, do this, the way you have anti-doping laws, where if you do commit doping laws, this is the number of bans, this is the number of... You should have stuff like that also in football. So that it not get to the point where someone, maybe because he has, he has cornered favors within the FA, or maybe people in the FA, they are not sure, they don't want to offend him, they come to and do that mediocre and ridiculous press conference with him. So, I'm... I, about Piers Morgan, that one I don't care. I don't care about Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan is always, you know, he's always, he's always a, he's a, he's a forerunner for clickbait, clout-based journalism. So I'm not, uh, I'm not worried about him. But the truth is, the guy should have resigned from the onset immediately. And the fact that he did not resign immediately, and the FA did not call him to order to resign immediately, shows that there's, there needs to be some sort of um, reform of whatever is going on within that FA. Because um, um LMJ, Bolish mentioned something regarding bylaws, like if there are laws that govern some of these things, it will go a long way to help. Because I remember telling someone um yesterday that um the person was talking about you, Mr. Greenwood and Anthony Saga. And my mindset was in the NFL now, for example, after Deshaun Watson was found not guilty in courts, they became a civil society, a situation of morality. The NFL decided that okay, we are going to ban you for ten games. Um, Cavalierly bet in the league, we are banning you for a year. Like in the NFL, these things are stipulated. Domestic violence gets you a season, depending on how things work. I think don't you think that FIFA needs to get to a point whereby, even if for Mr. Greenwood or even Anthony, for example, now, even if you end up being found not guilty by the court of law but according to our bylaws according to the laws that were stipulated already that every other footballers and coaches fa president and other things that are free to this is your punishment yeah sorry i, I think i i think you froze for a while there i don't know if you're the one freezing or i'm the one freezing but um i i feel we've we've had this discussion a couple of times where we pointed out the fact that um, a lot of these things have to be written laws and not just social constructs that would now become a debate and in cases of clubs or institutions whereby there is no concrete leadership or the leadership structure is faulty like the United case and we've seen it time and time again is the fact that the governing body like the FA or FIFA in the general sense, can lay down or draw out laws within this this um, premise. Okay, if you are caught gambling, if you are caught, or if you are found gambling, not don't let me say caught. If you are found gambling, or if there's an accusation of of domestic violence and stuff like that. Okay, let me just rewind back a little bit. The Ivy Tony case is quote and unquote, almost like it was being scapegoated because they, there has been issue of players in the, low, in the lower league that have done something similar. Some have even done worse than what he did. And 
no judgment was passed. I think there was a particular guy, maybe Rotterdam or thereabouts, that was given a fine of ten thousand pounds. And I'm like, okay, you know, does this set a precedence for people to say, you know what, let me just start gambling. I'm a player. I can gamble by proxy or by third party as long as I know that my fine is not going to be more than this. And then came the Ivitoni case where he was sanctioned, he was given, I think, eight or ten months, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. And, you know, there's almost, almost like there's different punishment or different jury for different instances. Like, it makes no sense. There should be written down laws and... I must be very sincere, this might sound a little bit uh, judgmental, but I feel the reason why a lot of these laws are not in place is because even those that are in position of leadership in these organizations, in these institutions, are perpetrator of this evil. I am not going to name names, but there has been instances in the French FA, there has been instances in the Spanish FA, I am very sure that if we should do like a forensic or a subpoena within those organizations, there will be multiple cases of top officials betting on matches in which they have direct influence or direct relationship with the player in the team and stuff like that. Sexual issues, the emotional kissing and the whole, like there has been multiple instances. There was the Eric Abidal case in PSG, I PSG of France multiple issues like that this is because people that are supposed to be the custodian of the law are actually perpetrators of the same crime that they're supposed to fight so i think bringing a structure like something similar to the nfl would be something that would help this game long term there was the fifa corruption case so we, we all know how the how corruption has eaten deep into the bone marrow of this sport so it's almost difficult for you to call this That's just what I think about it. Um, well, before I leave this topic, like the, the main fact that he had to take a muscle to file in a, a sexual abuse, a, a, abuse, a sexual assault case against Ruby Alice for him to now decide, okay, I'm going to go and I'm and say I'm going to resign, shows that sometimes I think these administrators need to go with too much power. UFR are saying, oh, yes, he's on our committee, but we don't, we can't do anything. You have to take FIFA to suspend him, and I was like, oh, FIFA can suspend me. Like, the, everything just comes down to the, the rules or the laws being very, very shady. Yeah, can everybody hear me now? Yes. Yeah, so... I don't think the issue is just the rules being changed. I think the issue is the entire structure of football's administration. It's so... It's one of the most horrendous rules in any area of life. Because even till now, when... Now that Rivera's have resigned, he didn't even say like what he did was wrong. He didn't think that what he did was wrong. He just, basically, his point was that, well, since I look for it on my side again, and then I just, I'm just going to resign then. After the fact that he created a false statement in Emoso's honor, tried to show Emoso's online, after he said he didn't consent to it, or what the Spanish FA did as well. So it just seems like this rot is not just, it's not just rebellious, it's not even just the debut that it's probably even beyond the Spanish FA. So I think it's the entire culture of world administration. Because if FIFA and UEFA were fight to look to sit on this, not just for the past month or so, 
but also for the past 18 months when the players are complaining about the manager and FA itself it's completely very very worrying i would seen how we have been operated for the past many years from the investigation to the self part of the body that we investigating ourselves and we see that we did nothing wrong just feel like this is an organization that is rotting to its core and frankly which is why if somebody wants to come and suggest like a a new super league for instance if you genuinely propose that oh yes i was creating new admission that run and accountability people will actually want people will actually want to buy that because they know FIFA FIFA you have a joke um anyway away from the whole um rebellious and FIFA saga like I mentioned is over reaction money and aside from the fact that Bollish got his heart broken there were a lot of exciting games in the NFL over the weekend and I think the best place to start is whatever the New York Giants thought happened last year Bollish Dallas Cowboys said no you understand like we're going to beat you people we're going to beat you people to the point that even your quarterback will beg for mercy and will still say no you understand like by the time you know you know that video of um, this guy uh Uliagba, when he was still young when he was saying by the time i'm done with you <laughs> by the time i'm through with you <laughs> that's what the cowboys were telling the giants that by the time i'm through with you we understand her life is in 3d because so have the the, 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 um, the the giants scored no points and that was i even thought maybe the niners and the steelers were was bad until i saw what the cowboys were doing to the giants and i'm wondering they just paid Daniel Jones 40 million pounds, 40 million dollars per year. And nothing is happening. Like, is it that the Cowboys have become this good or the Giants just regress with the whole second back list and over the summer? So I'll say it's a combination of two things. A combination of the fact that the Cowboys defensively have gotten better than they were last year. And mind you, remember they were very, very dominant defense last year. Last two years, actually, since Dan Quinn has gotten there. But the Giants also, Giants also, they they didn't um, progress as much as people thought or people were expecting them to progress. Because the fact that you paid your quarterback forty million doesn't automatically change the talent and the abilities of your quarterback. So the five yes, you brought out the checkbook doesn't change the tape on Daniel Jones. And what will happen is, someone like the Cowboys, they look at Daniel Jones and say, okay. Can Daniel Jones beat us down the field? And mind you, the Cowboys brought in Stefan Stephen Gilmore. So yes. you are not just throwing against regular cornerbacks. You are throwing against the Hall of Famer in Stephen Gilmore. You are throwing against Trevon Diggs. So if you are going to if you are actually going to target someone in that game, you are most likely going to target Trevon Diggs. Okay. Now, who is the wide receiver that Daniel Jones has to target? Can you mention any of the Giants' wide receiver? Darius Slating. What is a Darius Slating? Darius Slating in Togolese language is slate. You know slate? I used to write <laughs> talk slate. That's what it is means in Togolese language. So, yeah, Darius Slating has ideologies. Like, people that on a normal day, they probably would never make Colorado's uh, team. They have them <laughs> as the quarterback room for an NFL franchise. So if it felt like because I, I saw what the Giants general manager what he said during that second backly saga and it felt like serious delulu, like confirmed delulu because you just you the person you're supposed to pay 
So in the first place, if I'm second backly, I'm coming into training camp with the mindset of I'll do my job because you guys are paying me five times time. I want to collect my salary. But I'm not going to do over and beyond. I'm not going to do the kind of things I did last year where I was just sensational or I, like I will not have and again the vibes in the locker room were pro- was probably awkward mm-hmm. and you know broken when he came back because he was their best player he was the galvanizer he was the troop you know getter everything but i'm sure when he got back to local room, he was like oh how are you doing everyone hope you are good like on his own just chilling so it's just delusion to think that even the best quarterbacks the ones that are talented that we've seen their talent from high school to college to nfl they need elite receivers Joboro Lim said like receivers. Disho Watson has said like receivers. Jalen Hurts has said like receivers. Like you need elite receivers. So how much more? So and so the, the, what I saw yesterday was a case of, or this morning anyways, it was a it was a case of Cowboys knowing that this guy even against poor cornerbacks cannot make that downfield throw. So if he cannot make the throw downfield against poor cornerbacks, how is he going to try us? against our all pro all of fame cornerbacks so therefore we can risk and forget about the back and they just go all out and try to get him and it looks like they were not uh, uh, giants were not prepared you know the opening uh national anthem from queen latifah was more entertaining than all the deep trap game and the the, cow, the cowboys defense would, would, would i think at this point we already know that they will be wonderful like we already know that and also the offensive line for the giants except for their left tackle you can't really say okay there's any real solid quality on there so cowboys will always molest a lot of teams but if they can do that because they are sure someone like daniel just not make the throw down the field so i'll say yes cowboys and again they didn't really have to do anything much on offense because they were the you know they, they were getting touchdowns from special teams, getting touchdowns from defense. So, I, I think it's a combination of Cowboys defense improving, Dan Quinn dialing it up, getting more talent, Mazzy Smith, you know, stopping the run easily. And then Giants being a delusional franchise, not getting any wide receiver. I, as in, I still don't understand how Jandy Hopkins was available and all these teams that obviously needed wide receivers did not go out to sign it. Because the yeah, the options is a option that is always open. So even if, if you are trying to the yeah, options, you are trying in such a way that you know that. But well, Daniel Jones is poor. So let me not even say maybe the yeah, options. Maybe they offered him money and he was like, "Who is going to be trying to me?" Daniel Jones. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't even think. I don't even think the yeah, would have looked at that and said Daniel Jones is trying to me because if you saw the game between um, Tennessee and. Um, no, that's, that's, it. that's what I'm saying. That the uh, agent called him and told him, Hello, uh, Giants. I'm, I'm assuming this didn't happen, but this is me creating a fake scenario. Hello, the Hopkins. Eh, Giants say you should come. Eh, have they changed their quarterback? No. Who is their quarterback? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. I mean, the, the same one. He said, Yes. Ah, don't worry. Tanai, even though he's poor, I will choose him. <laughs> like you so so I know they'll they giant to bounce back, they'll win some games, they'll look good, but against the NFC elites, 
49ers, Eagles, um, Cowboys, they would always look the way they looked. Yesterday. It, I, it, the funny part is for all the predictions that we made, because at some point, when we were discussing before the game started, we felt like, okay, the Niners and the Steelers was going to be a game of two defenses trying to nullify each other, stop each other, and whatever. What we did not plan was, Brandon, are you saying, you know what, today is the day. Today is the day that I will show you people that uh, I'm also that guy. Like, I'm worthy of being a proper number two. Because for it, it, it felt like the Steelers forgot that, okay, the Bosama is not the only receiver that the Niners have. There's, there's a player on the other side called Brandon Ayuk. And for every time Brody took a snap, Ayuk created space and was open. And they kept punching the Steelers in the mouth. So I think the for the Steelers game, is a combination of things that I think work to create the atmosphere that we got in that game. So, in the first place, the Steelers' defense were on the field for too damn long. Yes. And you had, you had a situation where Cameron Amont was in George and he could not come back. So, you know when we're having this conversation, we're talking about, oh, TJ Watt is the guy that, you know, you account for. TJ Watt always gets to the cover back, you know, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and he got three sacks, actually. But, yeah, but you know that Cameron Amont is one other person that if Jawak is beating the drum here, he's playing the guitar. So they they they, they are the like the life of the uh what's called the defensive line. And if you don't have that, because the Niners offensive line, as good as they are, you if you are able to generate at least some pressure on the quarterback, you can disrupt what Brody is trying to do. But when Brody is able to sit down, eat lunch, drink tea, <laughs> take a bath, take a sheet wake up stand up dance before flinging the ball obviously because the corners the corners work with time if you give the if you give the wide receiver four five seconds at some point they will get so that that's i think and it got to a point where the steelers were just tired they were worn out because they were on the beach for so long because the, the steelers offense could not do anything they could not run the ball and i think that's something my family probably needs to address the offensive coordinator of the steelers it looked like he had zero idea how Say, the, uh, the Niners' defense were were planning. Like, Say, I didn't want yes. to. I didn't want. I, I, sorry to interrupt you, but you mentioned yeah. offensive coordinator of the Steelers because Matt Canada has been offensive coordinator. This is his third season, and for every season that he has been offensive coordinator, the Steelers fans have complained on Twitter, in person, in the stadium, what have you. Maybe and that's my like, that's that's a logical explanation I maybe he has his news because i don't know what level of friendship is this or love is this that for someone like eric bnm to even be available and for you to decide that okay you know what i will stick in my canada is it's just beyond reason not even not even it might not eric bnm might, might not have worked because the the idea is to look towards the head coaching job so maybe the route to get to head coaching job might not be really present in the steelers but there are so many offensive coordinators that they could have gotten because it, because your first game of the season, what I would expect is like what I saw Petros do, Petros defense do to the Eagles offense. Yes, you have the whole uh, what's it called the whole off season training camp to prepare for that first game to ensure that at least. You do simple things to make your life easy in that game. And we all know that as good as they are offensively, that 49ers, 
their one of their big their biggest strong points is their defense. defense so where you have Fred Warner, Ufonga, you have Ward as a cornerback, you have uh, you had the Nikbosa, they brought in Javon Agri from the Eagles. So you know their defense is their strong goal and they, they fortify the defense. So what I was expecting is at least some simple schemes because you have a, a it's not a rookie quarterback, but he's still very young. You need to find a way to make things very easy for him, especially in that game. I think they will bounce back. It's just that I don't have any confidence in the offense coordinator that could not even create a scheme to make things easier for his quarterback in the first game of the season because it was weird. But we'll see how the season turns out. But still has my end up. I end up being the last in that uh, division. Yeah, yeah, AFC notes. Yeah, yeah. AFC notes is a very tough division. Division. Um, I know that LMJ saw the movie um, American um, American Story, the movie of Cortona, and decided, oh my God, I'm going to love the NFL to date. I don't know if he followed it this week to build on his love, or maybe it was just the off-season grab. Mm, I saw the movie, I like it. Maybe I watched the NFL this season, or maybe no. I'm not. Yes. I, I actually, I. I'm trying to like stamp my feet into the sport generally, but over the weekend I've not really had a chance to catch up with the games, time difference and all of that. But the New York Giants game was one that I saw highlights and I was like, uh, I don't know if anybody plays NFL rival yet. Like there are times I shot out team like that and I'm like, this is not supposed to like at that point you'd be like oh this game is not interesting so that that highlight was terrible they were terrible interceptions they were terrible sack there was one time that the new york giants were very close to the touchdown line and they just fumbled the ball i was like what's going on here like she has here trained in the offseason at Tony. so so I, I, I it's very interesting because i i think i just started watching last season the super bowl last super bowl was my first and it was quite interesting i Contrary to the myth that the game was very complicated, I was able to follow and I understood most of the plays, the tactics, the formation, the fact that whenever we are on the defense, the whole offensive team has to go out and the whole defensive team has to, um, defensive part of the team has to come in, the special team. I think also playing NFL rival the game also buttressed my knowledge about the game. So you guys will be seeing more of me in the NFL this season. Um, anyway, before we start seeing more of you, Bolisha, I, I think we mentioned the Niners being a shock result, but the way the, the Browns, like the way the Browns went after the Bengals yesterday, showed that the comment that Jamachez made about them saying stuff like, oh, it's Cleveland now, Cleveland is Cleveland. And those guys came out and they were, at some point, my guys was dancing on the defensive line, like, okay now, I'm coming again, don't worry. And I'm, and I'm like, are, are you for real? Like, you're doing this against Bengals, like a team that is still to at least compete in the AFC, to even expected to win that very tough AFC North division. Like, and to make matters worse, Joe Bro just got his money. So, all eyes on him, highest paid player in the history of the NFL, blah, blah, blah. And the whole team laid a complete egg yesterday. Remember, I told you that. In the last four games, Joburo only has only has only won one against against the Browns. Mm. When we're having this conversation, and I told you that, you know, they're just even. So I remember I, I I was thinking of how how do I quantify what was going on, and I remember at the height of um, 
personas like success where we're good like really good in spain in europe turn and nine turn and ten turn and eleven we'll beat teams you know when we're when we go into games thinking oh we are playing this team four goals three goals four goals like that was the mindset there will be games where espanol will come into barcelona and we'll be struggling to beat them 1-0 like we'll struggle like everything like we'll struggle to beat them 1-0 we'll struggle to win like we'll go to espanol's house for some reason the de la peña will look fandes from from half court and then they'll beat us 2-1 so i was thinking that I think it's almost the same thing with the Browns and the Bengals rivalry, where um, rivals, hometown rivals or state rivals, whatever you want to call it, and then they just have their number. The city is fired up, the, everybody's, the fans are fired up, the dog pound is fired up, everyone is fired up. And because you have a quarterback that is on a proven top, is more he's probably more he's just he's probably paying attention listening to everything they are saying he's probably more humble working harder than before that's Deshaun Watson because he's the only one with the, with a guarantee fully guaranteed contract in the NBA contract in the NFL yeah in the NFL sorry so he, he, when you have someone like that he's obviously talented obviously last year was an aberration so he's on he's probably on the tour of trying to remind people oh you must have forgotten that I am Deshaun Watson the guy in Houston, Texas, that threw for 4,000 plus yards and stuff like that. So, I, I, I just felt like yesterday it was going to be it was going to be difficult, especially with Joburo missing, you know, training camp due to injury, just coming back, not really getting rhythm, getting himself. But I think they'll be fine. Bengals will be fine. Joburo will be fine. They will probably go on to win seven out of the next eight games and stuff like that because they're obviously very talented squad. Uh, it just felt like. I like what I was seeing from the Browns. I like the way, you know, the, a lot of people got touches. It was it was not just oh, I'm a recuperator that was eating. Everybody was you know flowing. And then when you have a running game, when you have the chop, the bell cut, you know, you 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 are likely going to do some damage. So that that's why I said there's a very 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 real possibility that still as your team might find themselves you know, languishing at the bottom of the group web. Are you still there? I can hear you well. Maybe Wally is frozen also. Wally? Hello, Wally. Okay, so let's let's go on. Maybe you, you will join us. Okay. Let's let's continue on the journal. I can see um we're supposed to talk about the international break. So I think the, the question to just ask is out of all the games and all the different matches going on, is there any particular maybe country or team that you know impressed you and you know you feel like or any aspects that impressed you or that um, depressed you? I think the highlight of the international break has to be um, the woeful outing um, that German, the woeful run that German has been, German national team has been on for the last, I think, four and a half years or thereabout. Is the fact that 
nothing seemed to work. As talented as the German team has been, and as talented as the German team will always be, it seemed like, to me, though Ansu Flick has, has, has been the one to lose his job, but I feel like there's more of an administrative problem with the German national team. It's the fact that they've been struggling, there's no question, the backroom staff has been all over the place. And I, I know it's easy to just look back at the short-term problem and be like, you know what, Flick, you, you need to go. But we need to rewind back that for the last two World Cups, they've not made it out of the group at all. Like, their World Cup outing has been terrible for the last two World Cups. So, and that naturally tells you that this has been on for more than four years. So, I, I think it's, it's something that the German FA needs to look back on. And it might look like a conspiracy, but something I've noticed is that whenever the Bayern national, whenever the Bayern team as a as a club struggles, it almost translates to the national team. And the Bayern team has been terrible for a very long while. The only the only saving grace is the fact that every other person in the league decides not to turn up, and that is why they've been able to keep winning the league. And you will see that in the international competition in the UEFA Champions League, they've not been impressive for the last four and a half years too. So I feel like it has to do with more of the administrative, it has to do with more of leadership in the German FA. And something needs to be done because I was watching that game against, like even when there were more games with more, uh, more, much things to be at stake, like there were more qualifiers, something to play for. But I was more specific about watching that German game. And their display against the Japanese team was horrendous, to say the least. The fact that there is no cohesion, there's no cohesion in attack, their transition is terrible. I think the German side is a very talented side. And though they've had better teams in the past, the team that won the World Cup, the team that lost it, a couple, I think 20, they lost against um, Brazil, the team that lost against Brazil too was very good, the Oliver But I still feel they have the talent to weather whatever storm it is they are facing at the moment. So I think something needs to be done as soon as possible. So if, if I if I if I am to uh, pinpoint, so obviously there are several things that are probably wrong with yeah, FA and what's going on in Germany. But if I'm going to pinpoint one particular thing, I'll probably go to the fact that they are not being as dominant and competitive at the youth level. And you need to go and look at one thing that has been constant over the um, past decades or previous decades is you always have solid under 20, under 17 German teams. And when you have a crop of solid talent at that level, it usually translates to having a well-rounded, a more successful um, senior team. And Germany if you look at the person of their best best players at the national team, they were not always always maybe the best player, best German players available, but they always had a system that they knew this is the way German plays, this is the way they play. And then they invite players based on that system, not just based on what, what looks attractive or what looks fine. So, so I think they probably need to, which is what a lot of countries have not been doing as well, as in the past, where going back to the under 20 or the 70 level, pay attention to the crop of talent coming in and what exactly is going on in terms of developing those talents. And then see how the progression 
because if you, if you don't have cover talent coming at, at youth level it's difficult to compete at national at the you know senior stage because every other team is developing every day every year every team is getting better everything is trying to improve teams are spending money on their teams teams are spending money on the academies so if i'm going to pinpoint one thing and say okay this is what they need to do they probably need to pay attention to what exactly was going on at the youth level before that was making it successful and probably bring back some of the things that were working for them that was working for them because i think i've been on the head for me one i believe that sacking and flick is an overreaction yes he lost to japan and every other thing but in my in my, in my opinion is still a friendly and like Bryce mentioned, wait, who took them to walk up? Huh? Who took them to walk up? Who was took them to walk up? Was flick. And so why are you saying yes, he lost to Japan? So that's the only reason why wait, it's happening. Wait, do you understand? <laughs> if you want, see, if you want to sack him after no, the game, no, no, if it's if it's all you don't like, you not give him grace. But because it's flick, you say no, no, this is no, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Not only let me 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 <laughs> what did he say? They gave him grace. They, they, they gave him grace, like someone like you would have turned around. Oh, and they've seen that. Ah, it's not. See, it's not. He's not around. He's turning on you. <laughs> see, it's not even a case of. It's not even a case of giving him grace. It's a friendly. Yes, quite alright. They lost at the World Cup. Fine, but in 2018, when you lost the group stage, you blamed Ozil. You said because Ozil took a picture with them, Turkey's president. That was the reason why you guys went to the World Cup and you performed hopefully. Even Tony Cruz came out and said yes. Ozzy was the reason, no problem. You went to the Euros after that World Cup, you lost. You went to the World Cup again last summer. I said last summer, last year, December. You were woeful. You've been woeful um, since that World Cup as well. Like what what we've seen so far is systemic failure from the German national team. It's not a case of we to tournament and we're back. We've been bad for for six years. Like we've been bad for more than six years, and nobody's facing. Was easy to blame Ozil that time. It's easy to blame this guy. It's easy to blame another person. Until Germans sit down and say, like you mentioned, because before they became the dominant national team that we saw from 2008 to 2014, 2016. Back in 2000, and, back in 2000, after the um, their disappointing outing at the Euros and the work, um, World Cup, the Germans decided and told themselves that okay, something needs to change. We need to do something differently. We don't have we have players that are either too old or too young we don't have like a good crop of players so how do we do let's focus more on youth let's help players develop more talent and all this stuff. then create more talents for the national team germans have stopped creating talents for the national team there's this belief that oh we have, we have arrived not knowing that the core of your team is getting older mula is in his thirties. winogan is in his thirties. cruz is gone most of the guys that you look up to, most of them are going. Really, guys in his thirties, like the, there is no talent. There is no. You can't look at German setup and say, ah, the players that are coming at under twenty or twenty one level are coming to come and unseat the ones that are there already. So it's easy to sack as a flick and be like, ah, flick needs to go. Let's go and bring it to the next one. When we get to the Euros next year, we are the one who's seen will be the best thing since fried rice and will beat everybody up. It's not going to happen if you don't change things. That's why, I, 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 for his sake, I hope he doesn't even take that job. 
Because the kind of beating that Germany will collect is going to ruin the CV completely after what happened at Bayern. So Germany can how sack and see flee can do. How, how do you know? Okay, I believe that I believe that in one way or the other, Ansi Flick was he deserved the sacking because there was a point he was playing 352 just for the fun of it because everybody's playing 352. So you get like what what I want to is sweet, it's easy when you have a all star 11, Lewandowski, Alaba, Alfonso Davis, Lamb, he's sweet. Now, when there's no all star, when there is uh, anybody can pack a team of all stars and be doing. See, Bolly, you're giving my point of sentiment. It's that A2 that is still paying you. No, you don't have sentiment. I don't have sentiment. My point is, my point is, Ansu Flick deserves to sack. But we cannot deny the fact that whatever problem the German national team is facing is a structural problem, it's an administrative problem. You no, can, but, we cannot but wait, deny, wait, wait. Let me compare something because I don't understand. You people are trying to separate because the job you as a as a as a German manager because you know they, they don't even use coach in Germany. They always have a, a manager and they have a, like someone that will be in the staff that will be head coach. If you remember, that's why that's how they, they had uh, Jack Lau and uh, who was the name of this guy that was his uh, head coach. So. No, is Lowe was head coach. Oliver Belf is team manager. This is job. This is job to say, oh, this is what we need to get better. And he has had the job for how long now? At least he has had the job for eight months. We are not saying. We are not saying. We are not saying. Oh, this is how you how far you should have gone. But I'm sure if there were signs of some renovation within the squad, you know. In the first place, it was one that drastically moved a lot of people out of the squad. As it I say, was, that was away. this guy, that was Joachim Love. You're making a mistake. It was Joachim Love that anyway, those guys at the squad. It was one that brought was, them back. It was Joachim Love that there's, there's, out no, squad. there's no sign, there's no sign that there's any kind of like you can't look at the squad currently and say, oh. This twenty-two-year-old, this twenty-four-year-old, this twenty-three-year-old is good. Are you telling me that there's no talent in Germany? I'm not saying no. You see, you're not getting my point. I'm not saying there's no talent. There's talent in Germany. There's talent, there's talent enough to make it out of the group stages of the World Cup and to beat Japan. I'm telling you that sometimes, like everything, for example, once a team is in free fall, you are going, you are eating that free fall until something changes. And let me just mention that it was changing for the And the thing that will change, the first sack the manager now. When the team is in free form, you have sacked the managers sack? already. We didn't sack, we didn't sack, we are sacked. You sacked two managers already. In the space of three years. And you sack until you get it right. I'm not saying that's changed. You sack until you get it right. Why are you making this? I don't understand. Why are you making it seem like this is rocket science? You don't understand. You don't understand. No, two of us we agree on some things. We agree that there need to be maybe more emphasis on the youth development. Go and look at what is going on. Maybe something is happening there that is not happening as it used to be. Maybe someone was in charge of helping them grow their youth. We understand that. And we understand that okay, maybe at the FA planning and whatever, we have to see some changes. But the truth is, the head coach or the manager, except maybe you are telling that. The kind of system that works sometimes in Nigeria, where previously in the past, some managers were had and we've confirmed some of the reports, even in the back, in the past, that there were some managers that 
were receiving payments from some people to field some players or some managers that were forced to play some players. Except you are telling me that that's what is going on in Germany. If that's not what is going on in Germany, that means you are telling me that he has the whole volition to choose his squad. And he's playing Avas as nine. And I'm supposed to be bothered and I'm supposed to be worried that they sack him. He's playing Avas as a nine. They don't have any nine in Germany. Is that what you're telling me? If you go to Freiburg, Wolfsburg, Schalke, there's no striker that can play nine for the See, German national team. The best German striker. He deserves the sack back. He's the normal problem of the squad. Bullish. And the way the, the way the team will start, the way to change, is to get a manager, even if it's Nagelsmann that will come, and he cannot do it, and they sack him. And that means he's not good enough. He's going to club. He will bring a manager that should have a direction and say, okay, this is what I want to do. And we should start seeing the difference. You cannot come Boys. and say, you cannot come and be doing, wait, I want to make one last point. You cannot come and be doing adverts as a nine that every single person in the whole world and their mommy and their grandmom knows that is a dead on arrival tactic. And you're saying as a flick does not deserve to be sad. I'm not, I'm not defending Havertz as a nine or something. You're making it seem like it's, it's a club team. You're defending as a flick. You're saying he does not deserve sack. <laughs> no, you're making it seem like he has, he has options that if I'm not, if he's not using Avas as a nine, there are a bunch of other strikers that he can pick. Wait, wait, listen, wait, listen, wait, listen. wait, 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 podcast to be spreading misinformation. I don't like it. <laughs> so when I sense my, when my brain when my brain sense misinformation, I jump in. He is triggered. Trigger for me. What is not misinformation? I jump in. How do you know how do you know how do you know what is misinformation? Why you don't even have the information? You're making it seem like oh you should go to fry bug and all those players and get strikers. Yes. And the funny part is that you, you yes. don't even want to listen. When we need getting strikers from in fry bug, I just told you that the best German striker scored 12 goals last season. Um, Miroslav Klosa, when we were winning tra- and championship and you were winning trophies, you had Klosa, you had Mula at his peak, you had players, you had options. I'm not defending that, oh, as a flick, you should have done better. Yeah, you should have, you should have done better. But it's not a case of, oh, as a flick, he's picking players because he likes their smile or something. No, the, the Germans don't have options other than what, what he has put out there. Okay, who, who replaces Rudiger? Or who replaces um, um, Joshua Kimmich? The options that they have is quite limited. You could have the by you. The Germans had so many players over you could feel like okay, some players will not even be able you'll be able to call up some. They don't have those options anymore. What they have is what they are using. Look, Schotterberg, um, Rudiger, Emre Chan, and Co. That's the best that they can get. Um, Timo Werner has nine, um, Florian Wirtz, Sani, and Co. That's the best that they have. There is no extra player coming from anywhere. There's no player in Freiburg that's going to change I disagree team. with you. I disagree with you. Okay, mention, because, mention three players that you didn't call that you know. See, no, I'm not done. I'm not done collecting salaries. Why do you want to want me to reduce scouting job for Germany? I don't understand. No, I'm not in Germany. You're doing something that. 
Anyone said I'm giving misinformation. Wait, 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 let me, let me, let me tell you what. Just mention three players. You said I give misinformation. Mention three players that I, calm, I picked. Calm, that, calm down, that, that calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. You don't have the information to, now, I'm just trying to. Calm down. I don't, wait, I said my, I get triggered by misinformation. Now, let me, let me tell you what I'm saying. There are national teams that are not as talented as Germany. And we will watch their game. And we'll see someone that we've never heard of before that we don't know anything about. I was like, ah, that guy is a solid player. He might not be the best, he might not be the greatest, he might not be the most fashion, he might not even make sense. But you could see that in the way they try to play, in the system that this team has, this guy makes sense for this team. You cannot tell me that Kai Avas as a nine that we have seen in multiple places be a dead on arrival tactics is a viable option. Like, you know what I'm amping on that Kayavas as a nine? Because he didn't even use Kayavas as, as a wait, nine. Wait, 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 wait. Me personally, me personally, I probably will not see through a German game except they are playing someone important. So I, I, I might not be able to give you full information. Like but there are some things that I'll watch. Listen, but there are some things I'll watch. I'm like, okay, does this coach want to win? If he wants to win, why is he doing this? And as as, as much as Full Krug or whatever scored 12 goals or whatever whatever name you mentioned scored 13 goals, we've seen situations whereby having someone like Olivier Giroud as the striker makes sense for a team. Even though in the league, Giroud might not be scoring 25-25 goals every season. I'm not using Giroud as the... I'm not saying Giroud is bad. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the team setup, the weight setup and the players that are playing, they don't look like they fit what they are trying to do. And that is a job of a manager. You, the full group that you are saying he scored 12 goals, he might get the German team and he might not score as much, but it might make sense for the way they want he's to play. There. You don't get it. See, you are contradicting yourself. Nicholas Fulcrook is there. You see, Does it start? The point of, yes, he's there. Those players are selected and they don't perform. You're talking about Giroud and France. If Giroud doesn't score, he holds up play for Mbappe, Griezmann and the likes. Germany can boast of Sane is not playing well, Mula is not playing well. Nabri is not playing well. Bryce mentioned something about how Bayern is a is a copy of the German national team when they are playing well. And everything. Bayern is it's not the same Bayern team. Those players are not the same players anymore. So even if Kayavets is playing rubbish or Timo Werner, who you use as your nine, is not performing well. Sane, Nabri, those other Bayern players, Thomas Muller and Co, they are past it. Like they don't have it. They are past it. They don't have it either. So it's not a case of, oh, let me go to Freiburg and go and bring another player. You cannot go and bring it. If he, if he decides that, okay, oh, for this um, international weekend, oh, I'm going to drop all these players that have been underperforming for me. Go and pick all the players that I have not picked before. Go to Freiburg, Mönchengladbach, and go pick all those players. And they get beaten again. Those, the same media will come and be like, oh, he's experimenting. He's throwing that at, 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 at the... If he doesn't experiment in friendship, uh, friendly, where is this, when is he supposed to experiment? I'm just telling you that damn if damn if he does damn damn if he doesn't it was in a lose lose situation. I'm not saying don't sack um Nancy Flick. I'm telling you that sacking Nancy Flick does not solve the problem. The Germans have been deflective. They are probably no, okay, 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 okay. so, so, so that we can move so that we can move for uh, forward. You said you made one statement. You said sacking Nancy Flick does not solve the problem. Does keeping him solve it? No, see, bullish. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let, no, let, you're making it seem like it's a black and white situation. Let's move on. We're not saying they should not suck and see. We're not saying they should not suck and see. 
we are saying that I don't think sacking, you understand what I'm saying. We are saying that sacking as a flick is not the solution. That yes, no, they no, sacked him. He's keeping him the solution. He's keeping him the solution. As I just said now that the Germans saying, have been defending. They should keep him. First, their performance is 2018. 2018, like, you blame like, Ozil. 2021, you blame Joachim Love. You have blamed people see, for six good years. I don't know why you are going back to 2018. Listen, this, this is 2023. A, we are saying a, right now, based on what is going on in that sport, based on what happened in the last World Cup and what is going on in that sport, you said sacking as a, as, as a fling is not the solution. He's keeping him the solution. It's a simple yes or no. You know what? For, some reason, you, you, for some reason, you seem to think that it's black or white. Like, okay, you know what? Sack as a flake, keep as a flake. <laughs> but, okay, it's okay, it's pink. It's pink like it's a Miami Jersey. Answer the question. It's not black or white. Answer we all know it. that. We all know that football, football is never black or white. So whether you want to but yeah, but why do you be want to say why do you want to twist the truth? That's what you're looking for. Okay, yeah, black and white. Anyway, you see what keeping him, you see, you cannot even commit. You cannot even commit to the fact that keeping as a flake is part of the solution. You cannot commit to it. And we have been discussing this for I made a case for sacking and Suflik that sometimes he uses tactics that he uses tactics without an aim. So we are not saying that we are not saying that they should not sack and Suflik. We are saying that sacking and Suflik alone, like in, in isolation, does not solve the problem. That's what we are saying. We are not saying they should not sack and Suflik. But we both we both agree that. They need to look at their youth, they need to look at what they're exactly happening, their talent. Yes, that's what we're saying. We agree that. But I'm saying that one of the first steps to also do is also to sack the manager that is underperforming. You need, you need, you, okay. you cannot just say, oh, you are doing that, you are doing that, you are trying to, you know, work behind and all that stuff. There's a reason why Jack and Lau probably tried to bring in those young guys at that time. He probably saw that, okay, with the way we are going, if we don't try to develop some guys, and bring them to the national team from now, we might not be able to compete going forward. And that's probably why I made that move then. So, they are, they are, you can't just say, so that's what I was saying. Yes, they are sacked him. So, what's the point? Do you understand? This is sacked him. Like, was, this is was sacking you. Was it was the same way, way as if you could have something that would still have gotten sacked? So, they still sacked him. So, whether you see at the same time, you are both, you are going towards our own point in the sense that the Germans. Have one problem and one problem. Is it people that are sacking? What is their problem? They have one problem. They have one problem. See, instead of facing what the problem is or, or searching for what the problem is internally, you keep deflecting. Every year you are blaming somebody else. And what is I the problem? The now? That you said they have one problem. And as I said, the problem is that they are deflecting. Before in 2018, you blamed the before we are not in therapy now. Ah, we are not in therapy. What is this is their problem. I was expecting something football related. Are you saying that because they are is not that, is that, wait, is it that you don't understand what I'm saying? I'm saying that rather than look for what the problem is internally. They are deflecting. They have a problem structurally. They have a problem internally. Rather than look for it, they are deflecting. That's my point. I know that Wale used to, he has camera and he used to do video, right? I didn't know that he started doing general secretary. 
Wait, wait, wait. Are you assigned doing general secretary? See. And you have been in the meetings of the German FA, capturing their notes, and you have inline access to what they are doing. What you are saying doesn't even make sense. What you are saying doesn't make sense. I think we don't need to have. Can we just move it's to the next same point? You have analyzed Barcelona's problems a thousand and one times. Do you understand? So and I, 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 I don't think at any point it has any, been clear. I called you out and said that oh you have um, Laputa's number personally. So let's not no. even dive into that. Do you understand? I, I will Sometimes, report something going on in someone's mind. <laughs> who reported what's going on in somebody's mind? He said they are not taking accountability. That's a state of the mind. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Can we just move on? Like I was so close to squaring on this team. Can we just move on? <laughs> anyway, I don't think there's any other thing to move on to. As like, time is fast my love. <laughs> I, I, time is fast pace, and at the end of the day, the Germans will be fine, whether they are fine or not. Next year, when they lose Euros, the worst thing that can happen is that you will lose. Nobody's going to die. Um, because of how much time we have spent on this and we are losing so much time, at this point, I'll just focus on the Ballon d'Or to try call it a night because I know for a fact that Messi fans and Messi personal fans like Polish have, they, they have been debating and shouting and fighting on Twitter that if Messi doesn't win it, the whole world should come to an end. I'm just going to say something that having a World Cup in December, November, December, Compared to a guy that's got something good that won the treble, there is a difference. Do you understand? Like, there is a difference. And we've seen years whereby Messi did not even win the World Cup and he got beaten like a thief. And he still won the Ballon d'Or and, and, and took it too. So now you're coming to come and emotionally blackmail us that, oh, Messi won the World Cup and he deserves the Ballon d'Or. You pass, you put a very good at moving goalposts. You have moved the goalposts again. <laughs> you to answer, are, you, are you still talking now? You are done. Ah, I'm done. I'm going to sleep. That's all for you me. You are going to sleep. Mm. Oh, you need go to sleep. See, <laughs> you, see. you need to. You need to. Just you need to wants to defend them. Yeah, go, 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 go. No, you need to know our people when they are coming like this. If they don't mm. go straight, you know that they don't know what mm. to say. They are trying to mm. defend. You are saying there has never been been a time in the in the. 15, how many years, whatever, of Messi's career, that you have ever looked at Messi's season and said he won the season because of goals. There has never been a time. It has always been exceptional play on the pitch. Like, it has never been a time that you say, ah, the only reason why he won is because he's got something good. No. There has never been a time. Even when, even in 2010, when when it was the first time that someone scored, that someone beat uh, Ronaldo De Lima's record, that was not the reason why he got the Ballon d'Or. It was he played as good, as exceptional as Ronaldinho when he was winning the Ballon d'Or, and he was still scoring. He, the, the only argument where goals come in, and when it became a constant conversation, was when people were trying to find a way to justify Cristiano Ronaldo winning some of the awards. They, they found like they, 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 because there was a time where okay. Messi Messi you are lying. We have used goals as a start for Messi before. The year I'm is saying, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, okay. there has never been a time when that was the only reason. I'm not saying we have not used goals. Goals obviously matter. Goals it does not have the only reason now. Alan was the best player in Man City. Wait, wait, wait. Alan was the best player in Man City. Please. Who's, is, was was Alan the best player in Man City? Is Who was the best question? player? Who was the best player in Man City? De Bruyne now. 
Polish. Defend Messi, let's go and sleep. Please. Somebody's coming, something goes no, in his team. No, no, no. So, the enemy is De Bruyne. So, Kevin De Bruyne was not, the be- was not their best player. Was, was, Polish avenge you. Defend you. Was, let's go. Was De, Bruyne, was De Bruyne in the top five? See, that's what I'm saying. In 2018, Messi was not... In 2018, Messi was, was not in the top five. So, wait, 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 wait. wait. I want to use your logic. I want to use your logic now. Eh? I know that... I, I'm trying... Like, I tried not to talk. You just... You just know how to put those things. Now, let us use your logic. That okay. This is not about goals. And if no, I, I use your logic... No, 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 no. I didn't say it's not about goals. No, no, no. I didn't say it's not about goals. People are misquoting me. The statement I made is very simple. I said... There have never been a time in Messi's career that you looked at the season and the only thing you thought about is that just because of the goals. It was always a case of, oh, was, this guy plays was, so well as a year. playmaker was and the goals. Huh? Most calendar goes in a year. Was, it not, was that not what they used to give him in the Ballon d'Or in 2012? Like, I don't get it. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Did you watch? Did you get okay? Maybe because me, I watch Messi a lot. I watch. We watch Messi. Messi. You're not the only one. I watch Messi. We watch Messi. Whenever, whenever you want to make this argument, eh? whenever you want to make this argument, try to try try to segregate your your logic from emotion. Sure, you get. Like I will not lie to you. I will not lie to you. After this World Cup, eh? I came to the conclusion, the sole conclusion that Messi is a planet away from Ronaldo. That has nothing to do with my bias. That has nothing to do with my emotions. Only a bozo would not agree that Messi is the greatest. That one is settled. Now, but to now say that you are bundling the Ballon d'Or this year for Messi because of what he did in the World Cup and ignore whatever spectacular achievement Man City and Alan was able to achieve that same time frame. Now, and now say because of I, I would never believe to the World Cup is the greatest tournament of all time. To now say because of what he did within the span of a month to supersede what somebody did within the span of eight months, bro, it is utterly ridiculous. Baba was a bad fest in 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 in, in PSG. Yes, that's that, that hey, hey. how I was a bad fest in PSG. Wait, the old team was a bad fest, but Baba 2 was also a bad fest in PSG. In PSG, yes, like, he had, he had, what, 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 what are you trying to say? Wait, oh, you oh, cannot now isolate a month out of eight months and now say you are judging the whole eight months based on 30 days. Okay, okay. Let, 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 let me ask a question so that we don't. Because, so that we don't, because, so that we don't, because when we try to, wait, 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 wait. When we tried to do that in 2010, you all told us that, you all told it's us that. Line. Yeah. It's a lie. That was what you told us. Because it you were the lie. same set of you that told us that you cannot judge a whole year by World Cup. That uh, there has been this bias of we giving it to World Cup winners. That that was how we were able to give it to this Italian defender. Cannavaro. That we gave Cannavaro. That Cannavaro did not deserve it. That immediately after the World Cup, he was useless. What of 2014? Deserve... What of 2014? What of 2014? Yeah. Uh, he gave it to Champions League. He won the Champions League now. He didn't win the World Cup. He didn't win the World Cup. That's not what I'm saying. Now, cases... Wait. He won the Champions League. You're not playing yourself. You're not making a counter-argument for yourself. You guys, you guys, 
you guys already have your notion set. No, so, no, no, no. What's yeah, what you And I have my notion set. The one thing I like to dispel, what I want to dispel is the fact that one person has sentiment and that person does not have. We both are discussing this with sentiments. You forget all those who you There's nobody's going anything with sentiments. All those you are discussing with sentiments. All those I'm supposed to prepare Alan to mess up. I'm discussing with sentiments too. Forget that one. Forget that one. Now let me let me let me let me break down. In case United fan, I'm supposed to support. In case maybe, in case maybe you don't you people don't know Ballon d'Or or what exactly is about. Let me break down for you. In turn, and since Cannavaro won Ballon d'Or, what is In turn, and since Cannavaro won Ballon d'Or, in 2010, people were saying Schneider, that did not win the final, should win Ballon d'Or because they could not pick someone from, they, they, they said oh, Schneider or Inesta to win Ballon d'Or. But what people failed to consider is that in that 2010, that was the first time since 1997 that some of the records that Ronaldo De Lima set were, break, were broken. If that 2010 season happened in maybe 2009, and maybe what made something else that was just simple happened in 2010, it would have been a different ball game. If you have a season like that, there's yeah, no way they will not consider. Jagger. Wait, there's no way they will not consider that when determining the ballot. It's not like you're saying. It's not like you're saying. to defend 2010 is wrong. Shadow won the treble. Took Netherlands. Who won the best time in Inter? Did not win the best time in Inter. Did not win the best time in it was in my it own time. So Osime did not win the best player in Does it mean that Osime was not the best player in Italy? Who was the who was the European MVP? They played they won treble. Which of the tournaments did Schneider win best player for? Who was who was who was instrumental? Who was mental to Inter winning the treble? Did you win the Golden Ball at the World Cup? No, did you win in Europe? Snyder was the best player by a mile as he was. Inter went to the trip. Inter won that trip. By he was the best player in all the competitions. Snyder assisted those two goals. It was Snyder. What's the point? No, Snyder. The same argument you used for KDB. You went to the World Cup. Snyder was the best player in the World Cup again. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Waiting. Wait. Wait. I'm not saying. Telling me that because Messi had one good month, you should give him the Ballon d'Or for just one month. Messi is not one good month. Messi is not one good month. And the president, the president was set when they gave Modric Ballon d'Or in 2018. The president was set that you have. If you win or you have a good walk up or you win the gold in walk up, there's a very high chance yeah, that you yes, win the ballon. Yes. What did you not even win the World Cup? So what's your point? But why, why did they give him the Ballon d'Or? Why did they give Modric the Ballon d'Or? Because 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 he was he had a good season in his club. He had a good season in Madrid. And what are you saying? You are taking that it's just it's just it's the World Cup. You won Champions League. Not one more. You know you know Ronaldo was on that Champions League team. I'm not arguing that Ronaldo was on Champions League team. I know Ronaldo, Ronaldo was their best player. You know, you know Ronaldo was their best player in that Champions League team. I'm not arguing that was their best player. He played well. He was accumulating what? For nine months. He, was, he played well all through a calendar year. Not one Baba, month. Baba was dying. Baba was dying in Farmers League. He now performed well once. You're not shouting. In 13, you're telling me I should go and give him the ballon d'or for Because, because you know the all you people used to analyze his goals. That's why you're saying Messi is dying. You know, um, bad. bad. How many assists do you have? Quick test, quick test, eh? Quick test, quick eye test, quick eye test. Go to his, that's this same year that we're talking about. 
go to Sofasco and go and be looking at this player ratings, and you will see. I think there was bad buying. I don't even care about Sofa Square and that thing. You don't care that they are trying all this, uh, all like, this uh, uh, sentimental uh, word you used to insert inside your conversation. One thing I've come to learn about the Ballon d'Or, like Asawenga said, is the people that vote, the journalists, the captains, the coaches that vote, who end up voting for Messi. Do you understand? Yes, as someone guys said that um, um, a year ago, that the media there's always um, the media always has this source spot for Messi. Do you understand? Like people who always have source spot for Messi and everything. Like, they will end up voting because for Messi. Because they can see now, because it's not, it's not the the oh the the to party did not cover the ability to see what's going on on the pitch. Well, it's no problem. One month in football, one month of playing in Qatar. It's better than somebody that's coffee something good and won the treble. You know the funny part is that in the future, a personal player will win the treble too. You will come back and come and start telling us that the treble is back. No, we come back and be rubbing Barcelona. It's not this is not the first this uh you know how many times they rub mess of the ballon though. Because he has seven, don't mean that they rub it. When did they rub it? Please. Which one is ballon though? Which one? Which one? Tell us when you rub it. You must please. Which one? Hey, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh he has two ballon doors with him that don't belong to him. And Ronaldo has two that is not that is not does not belong to him also now. If you say Schneider and um, Van Dijk, that's Schneider own. That's Schneider own. I can argue that yeah. for twenty years. Schneider did not deserve the ballon door. You can go. No problem. Schneider is is Schneider is not. Schneider is not the case. He not that spoon dog. Schneider, I beg. Where does sir? Where does sir? Schneider does not deserve the ballon. No problem. So no problem. that means you're saying Ribéry should have won in 2013. Where does sir? Where yes. Schneider does not deserve the ballon. Eh? Schneider does not deserve the ballon. I say you, you were watching the, those matches. You were watching it with your glasses though, that season. I'm telling you, you are telling me Schneider does not deserve the ballon. That is Eto'o that is their best player. Eto'o, Pandefu. I never said Eto'o was their best player. That's not what I said. Okay, who was the best player? I said, I said, who was the best player? I said, that team, that team was not obvious and clear and say, okay, this is the undisputed best player. There are games where you see it was Milito, you see. There are games where you see it was Eto. There are games where you see it is Snyder. It's not like you can say. You think goals. I don't want to focus on goals. The only person that, even this argument you are making, this argument you are making against Snyder, is the same argument that a Ronaldo fan will make against Ribéry for 2013 because when Bayern were dealing with Barcelona back in 2013 and Bayern were winning all those trophies. No, that's, not, that, that's the mistake. You cannot make this argument no, with Messi because no, Messi is not only goals. You do not, you do not watch Messi in 2010. You cannot say you, you saw football in 2010 and you saw what Messi did in Barcelona and you are telling me Schneider deserved the Ballon d'Or by him. Except you are saying he's no longer an individual award. About the impact of no, no. Say, you see, this 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 statement, Congratulations to Schneider. Schneider was not defending Messi. It was um, um what's the other guy? Stan, 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 Kovic, Stan, 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 they were outside the world okay. trouble. But I'm saying, oh, if you watch that year, Messi, you, Messi if you watch that year, wait, 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 if you watch that year, 
Messi was doing things that they've not seen in a long time in terms of gameplay. Wait, when Radio was winning Ballon d'Or, even though people saw who say, ah, there's a year in English Laponity. What do you mean by doing things? Doing things, Pity Bauer, doing things. Like what was doing on the pitch? What was doing on the pitch? No problem. Like what Messi was doing on the pitch? You need to win things with what you are doing on the pitch to win the Ballon d'Or, not to do things. People do things. <laughs> People do things every year. Anyway, I think we lost the level. Messi won two trophies. Messi won two trophies that season. Okay, no problem. Average. We'll give it to anybody that wins the league next year. That's fine. Do you understand? Like, Are you guys the league? best league in the world? It's not yeah, about Korokbe, uh, Korokbe, and all those uh, things you guys are doing. No problem. When when my time at Betabas is done with you people, you people know you're not the best league in the world. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Betabas is dealing with us. Well, Sevilla still went all the way to win Europa, beating all the, the uh, English elites. Europa, Europa, Europa. Who won Champions League? Ah, Epeleo. Who won last year? No, I'm just asking. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Hey, I'm asking me. It's a continuous <laughs> question. And how many have you won in the last 10 years? Yes, how many have you won in the last 10 years? You don't think. Messi and Ronaldo, we don't come up for La Liga. But when compete with How many have... So, when Madrid won two years ago, were Messi and Ronaldo there? No, I'm just telling you that La Liga is not that league. Hey, I'm just telling you. No, Mbappe is coming next year. Even though he's not coming to my team. Mbappe is going to come. Can you imagine? You are happy that Mbappe is coming to come and join the enemy. No, he's coming to La Liga. Anything that makes La Liga better, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine about. Even it. if Madrid are not playing La Liga, they won't win. La- See, that's the thing that we were mistaken. The fact that Mbappe is coming and Madrid will use their action and experience to win Champions League doesn't mean they will win La Liga. That La Liga, you know, we always have a, a stake and a right to compete and do well in La Liga, regardless of whoever they have. Even if they sign all the All-Stars. No, really, no, really, right. Anyway, I, I think our time is fast paced. Um, we have to call it a night. Messi will win the Ballon d'Or, and all of you have Pachoko, Convulsion, uh, 4040, all the kind of illness that is affecting my people. That's what happened. The, the, the people that vote when they're voting for him. But nobody can tell me that he deserves it. So let's not even be there. So what's now the so why why do why do we now what what's now the essence of okay winning the World Cup if the World Cup if well, the best player and the clear undisputed best performer in the World Cup is not going to win the Ballon d'Or? See and and the, the, and the thing and that thing now in twenty fourteen in twenty fourteen we didn't give it to the best player clear undisputed at the World Cup in twenty ten we didn't give it to the best player clear undisputed at the World Cup what are you saying now <laughs> who was the best player clearly undisputed undisputed at the World Cup tell me. In 2014, that was how Messi woke up. Now, that was Messi's woke up. What are you? You see what I'm saying? You do. You will just watch without seeing anything. How you tell me that Messi Rodriguez played better than Messi at that 2014 woke up? Polish, I, I need to end this show. Do you understand? I need to go now. When you get your because Barcelona, you don't have a point. So I, I that's why. Do you understand? Because I don't know why you'll be telling me that Messi, who failed to score a knockout stage goal in that woke up. Who is looking at goals now as the only metric? Who is looking at goals now? I said performance. I didn't say goals. Oh, I said perform- performance. Who is score a single knockout stage goal in the World Cup? I should take him over Hamas. Because it's not just about goals. It's about creativity. Okay, it's okay. about dribbling. It's about playmaking. It's not just goals. <laughs> okay, no, I don't hear. No, I'm a 
Rodriguez. I'm a seven It was the that won the World Cup. It was the one the 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 if Messi had won the 2014 World Cup, will he have won the Ballon d'Or? If Messi had won the Ballon d'Or, I swear they would have voted for him. That's all. He was still in top three. No, 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 no. Have a good day. You say you are the one that be saying you want to close since. Yeah, I'm just telling you right now that because yeah. listen, I just, I just trying to tell you right now that if you had won the World Cup and every that thing, he had a good season so in Europe. You know, as if uh, 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 not the one in PSG went by for. Eight months, he did not play anything. Then he goes to the World Cup, play something. You're not giving Ballon d'Or. What wrong now? What do you mean by eight months, he did not play anything? I just saw a 50-minute video of Messi de- destroying uh, French. Okay, 20 minutes. You have joined YouTube compilation. Polish. Good night to our listeners. You have joined YouTube compilation gang. You saw a 50-minute 50, a 50 compilation. A 50, 55-0. That's more than what some people think in their own life. Messi had how many goals and assists? 